0: Welcome to Conspiracy Theoryology, a 12-episode podcast series hosted by Emma Marti, a senior at Piedmont University. Emma and a guest will be discussing and dissecting a theory, all while questioning the origin of the claims. Host Emma Marti and all guests are not supporting any theories, but simply looking at information to dive into the belief of the theory. On this episode of Conspiracy Theoriology, I was joined by Associate Professor and Chair of the Department of Mass Communications at Piedmont University, Dr. Joe Dennis. For this episode, we will be talking about the popular conspiracy theory, Pizzagate. Pizzagate is a conspiracy that went viral around the 2016 U.S. election cycle. According to the Wikipedia page for this theory, in March 2016, John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, his email got hacked. WikiLeaks then publishes emails in November of that same year. People who believe in the theory falsely claimed that the emails contained, quote, coded messages, unquote, that associated many high-ranking Democratic Party individuals and U.S. restaurants with a human trafficking and child sex ring. This theory really came to a crescendo, if you will, when Edgar Welch of North Carolina drove to D.C. with four guns and the hopes to rescue the children that he believed were being held against their will. He drove over 350 miles to the pizza restaurant Comet Ping Pong in Washington, D.C. So my first question, how did you hear about the Pizzagate theory?
1: It was one of the many conspiracy theories that seemed to be floating around in 2016. That election was just insane between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Obviously, it was a very emotion-filled election because instead of Two candidates who had two different political viewpoints and people supporting them who, you know, differed politically, you had such passionate hatred of each candidate among the opposing side. And so it was interesting to see some of the stories that would come out, and some of them were just so absurd. And the notion that Hillary Clinton, along with her people and her campaign and, and other Democrats were running this child sex ring. I mean, it just seemed absurd. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe it gained so much popularity.
0: I know. I remember when I was doing research um, for my theory and research paper, which is about a similar topic, um, Pizzagate and Reddit came, a lot, came up a lot. And they were very much hand in hand, which kind of led to like on as well, but that's a whole other story. Yes. Um, but when you agreed to be a guest on the podcast, I asked you what theory you wanted to talk about, and you just immediately came back with Pizzagate. Um, so just why?
1: Because I think the one thing about the Pizzagate conspiracy theory that is interesting is that we actually had um, some We actually have a very well-known public case of someone actually trying to do damage due to this conspiracy theory. So it just showed how far conspiracy theories can go. Um, it, was, it was actually shortly after the election, but uh, a man from North Carolina, Edgar Welch, Uh, went to that pizza place, went to Comet Ping Pong, and he had an AR-15-style rifle, and he fired three shots. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, no one was hurt, but the trauma that caused the people there, and and especially the owner of of the place, um, it's just amazing that it went this far. And and Welch told police that it was to self-investigate this conspiracy theory.
0: I read that, yeah. Yeah.
1: And... Part of me feels, I mean, I feel bad for this Welch guy because mm-hmm. he was sentenced to four years in jail um, for doing that. You can't just take your gun and fire into random businesses.
0: It's not ideal, no.
1: <laughs> but this poor guy, he, he, in a way, is a victim because yeah. he followed whatever the media this was on. I know Alex Jones, big conspiracy theory host, who's actually, you know, being sued now for the whole Sandy Hook situation. But he he followed Alex Jones. He followed all these Reddit posts. Everything like, and this guy is like, man, the kids are being abused, and no one's doing anything about it. So I'm gonna go and and help these kids. So, in a way, I kind of feel bad for this guy because he was just trying to do what he thought was the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I remember last night when I was doing my research, I came upon this Washington Post article and. One of the quotes that they have was Edgar Wells talking to his daughters, and he said, "I can't let you grow up in a world that's so corrupted by evil without at least standing up for you and for other children just like you." Wow, I know, and like you said, like he really is a victim, but that doesn't excuse what he did.
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, and but I, but can you imagine that? Like, let's say you you hear from someone that hey. This injustice is happening. I mean, child, there, you you can't get any lower than, you know, ch- mm-hmm. children being sexually abused. I yeah. mean, that's like at the bottom of the totem pole of crimes or top of the totem pole, I guess, of crimes. And, you know, this guy's like, no one's doing anything about this. Mm-hmm. So that, I, you know, I feel bad for him in a way. Obviously, yeah. I feel horrible for the pizza shop owner, too. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's strange why his restaurant was targeted um but he had to he had to go through death threats and mm-hmm. you know significant amount of of controversy that he had to deal with and the employees on a day in and day out basis.
0: Yeah, for sure. I remember reading, I'm trying to find the article, but I remember reading the fact that there was a high-ranking democratic individual who um I think he was friends with the owner of the pizza shop. And like, I think that's how Edgar Welsh put that one together. But I'm not 100% positive on
1: that. Well, and, and it also impacted some of the businesses that were nearby, um, mm-hmm. other pizza places too, because then the theory went on that Democrats are operating, of course, led by Hillary Clinton. Of course. Are operating this underground child sex ring. And they're using the basements of pizza shops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I laugh. It's just, it's so absurd. I mean, there's all these conspiracy theories out there. But how someone can just come up with this and how people can just accept this without any evidence.
0: I know. And that's kind of a side point that I was just thinking of because it kind of just goes back to the fact that like, People will just accept anything at face value without doing any extra research. And in an ideal world, I feel like that's how it should be with news sources and everything where you can just blindly trust, not blindly trust, but you should be able to just trust them and not have to worry about them being like politically motivated or anything like that. You should just be able to trust people. And that I feel like that in a way shows that people don't know how to actually find like a credible news source in right. a way.
1: Right. Well, and that's a big part of pretty much all conspiracy theories, but when we're talking about political ones um, mm-hmm. in today's age because one of the one of the tenets that is consistent with conspiracy theories is you can't trust the quote-unquote mainstream media, the mm-hmm. MSM, right? Yeah. <laughs> because the media isn't going to re- Of course the media is not going to report on Hillary Clinton's underground sex ring in a pizza shop because the media is complicit with Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. So the only places you can trust are Reddit posts and Alex Jones and people like that. Don't trust anyone else Mm -hmm. because they're complicit. So of course they're not going to report on it. So when you have that logic, it's honestly, Emma, it's almost cult-like. It is. right. Only trust us. Don't trust other people because they're complicit. Mm -hmm. And people apparently a large group of people are susceptible to that misinformation
0: which is really concerning
1: <laughs> it really is and as someone who has a background in journalism and of course that's what i teach here at piedmont it's really difficult to it's really difficult to wrap my head around it because yes news has a bias um we talk about this in classes, if you'll remember. Everyone, every journalist has a bias. We're human beings. Mm-hmm. We, we absolutely have a bias. But reputable news organizations do their best to try to overcome that bias. And fine, if you don't trust the New York Times, if you don't trust Fox News, even Fox News never reported on Pizzagate as fact, mm-hmm. um, if you don't trust those news sources, at least Look at, okay, look at the whole the whole of everything. Okay, okay, if New York Times and CNN and MSNBC aren't reporting on this, well, what is Fox News saying about this? Oh, they're not reporting about this either. So probably this isn't true.
0: Mm-hmm. Even though this theory was proven to be false, it still gained a lot of traction in the media. And do you think if social media was not as popular as it was when the theory kind of came out, do you think that it would have been so supported and highlighted
1: no social media absolutely um, helps the spread digital media in general helps the spread because before social media well let's before we even had the internet right there were things like chain letters that would be sent around and so that's how people kind of got their misinformation Mm -hmm. (laughs) through things being mailed to you people make pamphlets and whatnot Okay, so then the internet came, and woo, there became this great opportunity for information to spread rapidly, but also misinformation and When I first really noticed misinformation campaigns spreading rapidly and conspiracy theories was with email mm-hmm. um and it actually started with the the first big one I can remember is the Nigerian prince who wants to give you. Um, if you give him your bank account information, the Nigerian prince will deposit a million dollars into <laughs> it. I mean, these types of emails went like rapid fire and mm-hmm. and a lot of people fell victim to that. Now, that was a pure scam yeah. rather than a conspiracy theory. That was someone trying to make money off of gullible people. 2008, it kind of, or t- around 2010 or so, it goes back to uh, Donald Trump when he started this conspiracy theory that Barack Obama was not born in the United States, that Mm -hmm. he was born in Kenya. And so that was kind of the rise of social media. That was kind of, you know, where sharing information um, was as easy as the click of a button. That's when I really think a lot of political conspiracy theories started to uh, gain traction. Mm -hmm.
0: Because like you said, like, Social media and the internet have such a strong capability of promoting information just in general. And it's more so whether or not the audience itself wants to focus on what's actually true or spreading misinformation, which can also 100% just be unintentional. And they just take it as the truth and they don't do any background research in a way. So Mm -hmm. they're just unintentionally spreading misinformation.
1: Right. And again, kind of like that cult-like Status, mm-hmm. you know if you read something over and over again you 're told something over and over again, and then you 're told not to trust external sources well then you 're going to fall victim to these conspiracy theories and I say victim because I, I truly believe that a lot of the people who who believe these things are victims in a way, and i don 't know what it is in their life they 're trying to f- fulfill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but something's missing there and they're they're attaching on to these conspiracy theories and you know it's fueled by a, a lot of anger. Yeah. Too, and that's what's really sad about it is of course if if I, my candidate is running against a child sex trafficker then I am going to hate that opposing candidate with a passion. As you right? should. Yeah. yeah, I am going to fear Oh my gosh! If this woman gets elected, this the whole country's going to be, you know, in shambles because we just uh, uh, elected someone who, who ha- who's part of a child sex trade. It's I mean, it's like that's how bad politics has gotten, and and I attribute conspiracy theories to being a big part of that.
0: Mm-hmm. They're definitely being used as a weapon because, like, conspiracy theories are fun to think about if you're thinking about like aliens or just like. Bigfoot and different right. cryptids those are probably the most fun ones to think about in my opinion
1: the earth is flat
0: my favorite theory <laughs> definitely true but um, When it really gets to the harmful aspect of it, that's when excuse my language can hit the fan.
1: Yeah, exactly and that's what we, what happened here. I exactly. mean, th- again, no one was hurt, thankfully. I mean, there was, you know, there was a the potential for someone to be killed because of this conspiracy theory. And we saw it again with Sandy Hook and the conspiracy theory led by Alex Jones, that that was a government action. And, you know, everyone was actors. And we just saw um, that case being settled and Alex Jones having to give up uh, millions of dollars to the victims, the Mm -hmm. parents of the children who are dead because of all the abuse that they faced um, because of Alex Jones and he was pushing this lie.
0: That really shows that like even if there is no physical damage in conspiracy thinking and conspiracy theories there's always going to be like some sort of emotional damage.
1: Mm -hmm. Well and it's just such a sad way to live life is when you just have no trust in anything except the bubble that you surround yourself in. Mm -hmm. I mean, why trust anyone? And uh, not to get too much off topic, but (laughs) I, I have this talk with some people, even some family members who, for example, you know, the conspiracy theories revolving around the COVID vaccine and, you know, that Bill Gates had 5G in it, which mm-hmm. again, I wish was true because my 5G service is pretty bad on my phone. But <laughs> Me too. But I, I'm like, go ask your doctor. What does your doctor say? Does mm-hmm. your doctor say to get the COVID vaccine? Well, yeah. Well, why don't you believe your doctor? Well, you know, because of this, all this stuff that they read. I'm like, okay, well, you know, when you're in the operating room needing emergency surgery, are you going to trust your doctor or are you going to trust what joe rogan says Mm -hmm. exactly. (laughs) you know i mean come on for health related concerns i'm gonna trust my doctor that doesn't mean i'm gonna get second opinions and and whatnot if it's something major but ultimately i will trust people in the medical community um (laughs) so that's how it should be yeah exactly exactly
0: Back in 2020, this theory kind of came back into the spotlight through TikTok, and it morphed a little bit. And instead of being politically focused, it focused on some Hollywood stars and popular brands. Have you heard of the whole Wayfair child trafficking conspiracy theories?
1: Vaguely. I'm interested Mm -hmm. because one of my good friends works at Wayfair in Athens. So tell me about this.
0: (laughs) So long story short, people were going on the Wayfair website, and they had... um, different types of, like, cabinets that were insane prices. I feel like I saw one that was, like, $19,000. And they were looking at the names, and people were like, that's, like, an interesting name for a cabinet to just be called. So they did research, and it came back that it was, like, the name of a missing child. Oh. So people think that because the prices were so high and it was such an uncommon name that Wayfair was selling these children who were being trafficked.
1: Well, that's obviously true. Exactly, for sure. (laughs) No, that's fascinating. Wow. I
0: know. That's so interesting to me because like obviously, I want to say obviously it's not true.
1: Well, and the number one rule in research is correlation does not equal causation. Exactly. Because two things are happening at the same time doesn't mean they're equal. That logic is just so simplistic. I know. And you know, it can it can get people in a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, saying the absolute least, yeah. But they came out and it was like, well, Wayfair came out and they told everyone, they were like, it's just an algorithm that gives these things the names. But the fact that it's such a strong coincidence, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And there was a moment where I was like, this is 100% true. And then I kept looking into it and I was like, eh, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we need for people to think critically when these conspiracy theories pop up. Look, I'm a journalist and one of my favorite things is investigative journalism. So mm-hmm. I'll be the first one. You tell me that the government is, you know, shady or they've been shady in their business dealings or this deal was shady or whatever, I'm like, oh, I'm all over that. I wanna I wanna look into that. Um but you can't just say this business deal is shady because, you know, A and B happened at the same time and I'm like, "Oh, let's run with that." No, yeah. you got to do research, you got to look at records, you got to interview people. I mean, there's a whole process that journalism does to verify mm-hmm. what they're writing about, and these conspiracy theories, you know, they don't have to do that. They could just say, "Look, this happened and this happened, so it must mm-hmm. be true."
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky that like I have enough critical thinking skills and like I've learned enough to think critically with the fact that like, yeah, the coincidences are very strong, but what's the actual likelihood? Right. So.
1: And I think also part of what is contributing to the rise of conspiracy theories and people believing even really absurd ones like this is this whole notion of. News as infotainment, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I say that Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, for the most part, are not news. In prime time, none of those organizations are news. They are opinion, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying those outlets typically don't spout conspiracy theories. Those are professional news organizations. They do not spout conspiracy theories. They do have a slant to their news, left or right but they don't spout conspiracy theories typically. But what it does is people watching, let's say, I'll use a liberal person, Uh, people watching Rachel Maddow at night who has an opinion program, they trust her, right? Because they watch her every night. They politically align with her. So they start to believe her and everything they say. Well, then someone turns them on to Alex Jones, let's say. And then let's say they start to... Believe what Alex Jones says because oh well this is a talking head and this you know is presented in the same format of a news program, and so what they're saying must be news. So mm-hmm. they start to believe that um, because the presentation has kind of merged with news and you know opinion type news programming is dominates mm-hmm. these so called news networks. And so people, I think, really genuinely are confused with what's news and what's not news. So, you know, I'll ask my father-in-law, you know, where do you get your news? And he'll say Sean Hannity. Mm -hmm. And of course, okay, that's great. And I'm fine if you're politically aligned with Sean Hannity and what he says. But he is not a journalist. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, he's an opinion host. So and it's it's on both sides of the aisle.
0: For sure. It's definitely not like a one party thing. There's victims everywhere. Absolutely. So kind of last question that really goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. Do you think it's possible to move past this type of conspiracy theory?
1: That's a good question. And it's tough. I mean, I think we're kind of at the height of political conspiracy theories now. And you have a large segment of the population that firmly believes that the 2020 election was rigged, right? And you have, I mean, I don't know what the latest poll says, but it, you have roughly 30 to 40% of people in the United States do not believe that the election results were real. And that's all based on a conspiracy theory. And there have been numerous, numerous investigations, not just by journalism, but by governments that are favorable to Republicans, mm-hmm. right? Um, Georgia, for example, um, Arizona, and you've even had some of these conspiracy theorists fringe organizations like in Arizona that did a ballot recount Mm -hmm. by hand taking volunteers and they found that, oh, no, the election results were right in Arizona. And still you have people who don't believe that it was the truth um, because it's not what they want to be true. Mm -hmm. So, I don't see conspiracy theories winding down anytime soon, because as long as it fits within your purview of political beliefs, you are likely going to embrace, or a lot of people will embrace that conspiracy theory.
0: Mm-hmm. I know when I was working on like my research paper and everything, that A lot of theories were very much like echo chambers, selective exposure, confirmation bias, where people will just look at things that confirms what they believe instead of actually, like, thinking about the possibility that maybe this isn't true or not even that, just looking at conflicting information to either strengthen your own belief or, like, just challenge yourself, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah, and that's what people are doing. I will say the only thing I think that can stop it or slow it down, nothing will stop it, mm-hmm. but slow it down are the lawsuits that are happening. I mean, Alex Jones just had to give up. Um, well, not yet, but because he's going to appeal, but they ruled that he needs to give up million, you know, I think it's $40 million or something of that nature mm-hmm. um, to, to the victims of Sandy Hook. uh the, Voting Machine Company is suing um, several news outlets that reported that Smartmatic, that their machines technology was, you know, turning votes to Biden, Mm -hmm. which has been proven to be untrue. Yet news organizations and the biggest one, Fox News, still spouted these claims and they're suing not only these media companies, but they're suing individuals like Rudy Giuliani and people who were pushing this theory And those suits are moving through the court. And I think what what that means is if these lawsuits are successful, which the Alex Jones one already was, people who really push conspiracy theories will think twice. Mm -hmm. Like Alex Jones is going to think twice when there's another mass shooting and he says that this was fake or staged because he doesn't want to lose millions of dollars. So same kind of thing with when people are passionately supporting a political candidate. If they knew that uh, Rudy Giuliani and Fox News had to pay out millions of dollars for libel, then they may think twice about having to do that. So I think that will slow it down. Social media being the way it is and the ease of spreading misinformation you know, I don't think it's going conspiracy theories are going away anytime soon.
0: I agree a hundred percent. And I feel like it's kind of sad that it has to go this far for people to stop spreading min- misinformation purposefully.
1: Right. Right. And and it's a tricky line because, you know, Fox News is claiming that it's their First Amendment rights, freedom of the press, and they were merely reporting what newsworthy people were saying. Rudy Giuliani was saying, you know. These companies were changing the votes to Biden, and they were just reporting what he said, and so that's news, and that's you know that's a that's a tricky level. Um, the First Amendment fanatic in me supports that claim, but then also the conspiracy theorists antagonist in me <laughs> is mm-hmm. like, ah, yeah, you know. So it's it's going to be an interesting year for or a couple years as that lawsuit goes through. It's going to change. How information, is, how, let's say, how misinformation, how far it can get, and who is going to promote it.
0: Mm-hmm. So that is all that I have for you. Thank you so much for being on this episode. It was a very fun conversation, and
1: it was a pleasure, Emma. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you for listening to Conspiracy Theoryology. Be sure to tune in every Friday for a new episode
1: with host M M R T. Keep an eye open; someone's always watching.